With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. The topics and opinions expressed in the following show are solely those of the hosts and their guests and not those of W4CY Radio, its employees, or affiliates. We make no recommendations or endorsements for radio show programs, services, or products mentioned on air or on our web. No liability, explicit or implied, shall be extended to W4CY Radio or its employees or affiliates. Any questions or comments should be directed to those show hosts. Thank you for choosing W4CY Radio. Who is January Jones? She is not a young, beautiful, talented actress on Mad Men. She is not an older, gorgeous, exotic dancer from the Johnny Carson Show. She is an author, and she wrote, Thou Shall Not Wine, The 11th Commandment, that reached number one at Amazon.com. She is a reality TV golf personality with World High Stakes Golf televised on HDNet. She is a humorist and winologist expert. She is your featured host today on January Jones Sharing Success Stories. So sit back, relax, and get ready to laugh and listen to Ms. Jones with her eclectic roster of guests as you learn life's lessons. These stories plus sharing equals success. Welcome and remember, beware. Because you are entering the no-whining world of January Jones. Now, this is for my listeners. Let me ask you a question. Do you know anyone who has the perfect life? (laughs) Well, I didn't have the perfect life, but I think my kids and grandkids have it. (laughs) Can you imagine what it would be like to rebuild yourself from top to bottom or bottom to top? Have you ever wanted to know why your life can be such a struggle and so difficult? Now, would you like to learn what happens when you become mindful and learn how to cope with your life? Tell me, Have you ever heard of a book that will be coming out April 1st called Sutures of the Mind? Now, would you like to meet someone who has some of the answers that we're looking for today? Now, are you ready to learn how to be successful and how to unleash your personal power? If you can answer yes, or maybe to any of these questions, then you are in the right place. And I would like to welcome you to January Jones Sharing Success Stories. Today I'll be introducing you to my guest. He is a new author and he will provide us with information, inspiration, and some really, really great advice about empowering your life. I'm pleased to announce that this show is now live on Talk for Media and it is syndicated on six networks with over 4.5 million listeners to date. We are archived 24-7 for your listening pleasure. So now it's time for you to sit back and relax as you enter the no-wine zone. Pour yourself a glass of wine, get some cheese and crackers, and enjoy our show. Now, let me tell you a little bit about our guest today. He is a leader in motivational speaking and the author of multi-genre books and consulting with others for their personal and professional career advancement. He knows how the battlefield of life can cast scars on one's mind and soul. And as a result, rebuilding oneself is a top priority. 
I am pleased to welcome for, to the show today Dr. Rick Jetter. Hi, Rick. How are you doing? Hi, JJ. It's RJ. It's, I just absolutely love you and um, I love the initials <laughs> as well. <laughs> I do too. I signed some of my emails to Chad, my uh, engineer, JJ. It's kind of our little secret code word when I want him to know something's really important. Now, you're, uh, you shared with us before we went on the air that you live in Buffalo, New York. Could you also share how your success story began? Uh, a little bit about growing up in Buffalo besides shoveling snow and who your early mentors were. Oh yeah, you know it's you know I I started to um, engage in a career of education, and uh-huh. my mom always said to me when when she and my dad were working really hard and trying to make ends meet um, just outside of Buffalo, New York, and she would say, "Why don't you be a teacher?" And I said, "Yeah, I don't want to be a teacher." Uh-huh. And finally, I became a teacher. Um, <laughs> you know, was your mom? Was, thought, your, yeah. was your mom a teacher? No, she wasn't, but she, you know, she started school at uh, Buffalo State College, which was known as a teacher's college at that time exclusively, and never finished because she had my sister and then me. So, okay. um, you know, when I would walk around the house and say, Mom, I'm bored, she'd say, read a book, and then become uh-huh. a teacher. So I finally mm-hmm. did. Oh, wonderful. And, uh, <laughs> and that led me, yeah, that led me to a career of, of education and um, as you climb the ladder, you don't really know what the ladder is, mm-hmm. and uh, you learn yeah. an awful lot with that ladder. <laughs> yeah, that's it's a, that's what everyone goes through. So your early mentors probably were your mom and dad. When oh, you look absolutely. when you look back on your career and where you are now, can you think of one person who really made a big difference for you? Yeah, I would say it was my 11th grade English teacher, Cheryl Putnam. Okay. <laughs> and I decided, you know, I decided just to hang out at college and go through the, the ranks with my friends and figure out how to make money and be famous. And, you know, you're a kid and you're 18 and 19 years old and you're trying to figure out your, your way in life. And I thought, you know what, I really like to write and I liked what my English teacher did in 11th grade. I really, uh-huh. I really digged her, you know. She was a cool cat. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I followed in her footsteps, and I became an English teacher, and that was the first step into my education career. You know, it's so fabulous because so many people share that they had a particular teacher that made a difference. For me, it was my third grade teacher, Mrs. Maloney, and I hope that our teachers are listening to us now because it is. I think it's the most noble career you can have influencing young people. Don't you agree? Indeed. Oh, it's terrific! Who doesn't you know? Who doesn't want to be? Who doesn't want to be in education and hear that their students are are uh, you know attributing their life to you know and their their passions to what you what you did in the classroom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it they, and these teachers stay with you, uh, and it's it's just such a gratifying thing. And as you know, teachers generally are not in it. To become wealthy, they're not going to be uh, Donald no. Trumps. They're, <laughs> but they're going no, to be well, wealthy. They're going to be wealthier in other ways uh, that their students will remember them for what they've done. Now, let's talk a little bit about your book. Uh, what prompted you to write it? Well, January, um, what prompted me to write it was, you know, I went up through the ranks, those so-called ranks where you think you're climbing a ladder and you're, you just get tapped on the shoulder into leadership positions. And I mm-hmm. became an assistant principal and a principal and assistant superintendent and a superintendent of schools. And people wow. were uh-huh. were rallying behind me. You know, I was one of the youngest um, superintendents in the area. And um, boy, boy, it's, it's stressful. You know, you want to... <laughs> You want to please everybody, and you really can't, you know, and you learn that along the way. And, um, it, it, you know, it, it led me to a life of um, abusing alcohol and oh. trying to figure okay. out what to do next. And um, when I resigned from my position as superintendent, um, you know, due to some um, circumstances that were beyond my control, I, I decided, mm-hmm. you know what, I want to help people deal with their own daily anxieties and things that help, that really, they kind of punch you in the brain. You know, mm-hmm. they, they're those, mm-hmm. 
those daily struggles, whether it be a, a loss of a job or depression or anxiety or, or even, you know, let's say a mm-hmm. terrible divorce or, or yeah. anything that, that throws yeah. you a curveball in life, I wanted sure. to do my best to help people. Um, so I wrote Sutures of the Mind, and it really means stitching up your mind. How do you stay healthy okay. um, with mindfulness and try to, you know, keep your head screwed on tight? It's, it's tough. Okay. Sutures of the Mind, that's an interesting, that's a killer title. It's one that I have not heard or seen on the Internet before, which means it'll be a big success because the Internet loves things that are new and unique. So it's it it means uh, merging the mind and spirit and stitching up the mind. And, you know, as you talked about being a superintendent with all the prestige, but then along with the prestige comes the stress, doesn't it? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, there are, it, I couldn't. I couldn't think of a day that I wasn't going into the office at five a.m. and coming home oh. at nine or ten at night. Wow! And you know, you don't see your kids. You you have a, a <laughs> minimal relationship with your spouse. Mm-hmm. And um, mm-hmm. you know, you know, I I look to the bottle and uh, mm-hmm. I just try to make the pain go away and get through each day. And do my best, and it was tough. It was very tough. Did, it was a tough career. Did you come from an alcoholic family? No, no, not necessarily. I, I don't think one would really, you know, step back and say, "Hey, it's in his genes," and you know, mm-hmm. therefore yeah. that that's his story. I think um, it was a choice that I made to try to take away the pain, you know, on mm-hmm. an earthly level. Mm-hmm. And um, it was through my experiences that I thought, you know, I want to share with people what you can do to focus and stay calm and focus on, you know, the present and and just be mindful of what's around you and appreciate everything that's around you. Okay. Now, uh, for your book, you use a, a 30-day theme. I haven't seen your book yet because, obviously, it doesn't come out till April Fool's, which uh, April Fool's, April 1st. <laughs> which yeah, isn't that, a, oh, isn't that an ironic date? I love my publisher. I mean, he's just brilliant yeah. with, yeah, you know. Yeah, that's totally brilliant. I wish my book had come out that day. Uh, so what will your book do for people with this? Uh, what's the process with this 30-day theme? Well, that's a, that's a great question because the what I do is I, I write a 30-day thematic strand for people uh-huh. to um, really kind of find something that interests them or even go back to even after the 30 days where they might say, you know what, I really liked Chapter chapter 5 that talked about consolation or, uh-huh. uh, you know, Chapter 10 which talked about knowledge or conceitedness. And really these thematic strands um, that I created – Keep keep you grounded and mm-hmm. appreciating what's what's out there in the world for for people to really know what to absorb before we're no longer here anymore. And you know, every day is precious. And, so, um, so your book yeah. is uh, uh, like a workbook. Well, it's a it's really a guide um, to stay strong. You know, mm-hmm. really, January. It's it's a mm-hmm. it's a day one through thirty. Stay strong and, oh, okay. and through these themes. Um, I, I help people to stay grounded in their life and feel good about themselves and what's out there. Mm-hmm. If you could describe your book uh, in one message, what would it be? What would your message be? Uh, what would you want people to remember about your book? I, I would always want people to remember that that even though this book is written in 30 key themes in our lives, mm-hmm. It, mm-hmm. it's meant to help people stay strong and stay centered in positivism and mindfulness. And using using the strategies that are in the book to cope with life struggles, you know, whether you are heart heavy and anything that comes your way that throws you a curveball, um, I think that's the most important message. And you know, it's written from somebody who's just like anyone else, someone who mm-hmm. goes through struggles day to day. And you know, and and that's that's really the the feedback that I've gotten right now are people just saying like, oh my god, been there, what? done that. Yeah, you know, yeah. these are things that, that really resonate with me because we're just fellow human beings. Uh-huh. So how do, how do you feel about being an author? Do you love it? You know what? I, once I resigned from my position as superintendent, I just started writing for therapeutic purposes. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I started writing books. And then one, two, three, I wrote these <laughs> books. They became mm-hmm. published. 
Yes. I'm writing exciting. five more right now. And <gasps> you know, if if people wanted to go to rickjetter.com to to see what's on the the horizon or just visit my Amazon page, um, I'm I'm just going to keep helping people, you know. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And um you don't make a whole lot of money. I mean, it's not about the money. You don't make a whole lot of money in, in publishing a book. Mm-hmm. It's really more about just, you know, what can you do to put yourself out there to help people and speak to those themes? Um, and that's, that's what I absolutely love, that I found a talent within me uh-huh. that's multi-genre where I can write a mm-hmm. young adult novel about an autistic child. I yes. can write, you know, Sutures of the Mind, which is about self-improvement. I can write an academic title for Routledge, which will help the educational field. And it, it feels good. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> well, I think you've discovered what most authors have discovered. It's really a, a big adrenaline rush. And once you're writing, it's something that you can easily become addicted to. And, you know, Speaking of addiction, I'm addicted to my sponsors, so we're going to hear from them right now, and we'll be right back with Rick Jetter. From cowgirl to caregiver to consultant, meet Becky Fiola, author of The Elder Care Consultant, your guide to making the best choices possible. Growing up on remote ranches across the western states, she tended to orphan creatures large and small. Later on, that nurturing instinct served her well as the primary caregiver for her late husband. And now, she offers hope and guidance as a consultant to the elderly and their families. When you need advice on caring for an aging loved one, you can find those answers and her book at Amazon.com and her website, www.assistedlivingadvantage.com. Every decade had its musical phenomenon. The 1960s had Motown. The Supremes, The Temptations, Martha and the Vandellas, The Four Tops. The exciting new book, Reflections of a Love Supreme, Motown Through the Eyes of Fans by Tom Ingrassia, presents 140 never-before-published photographs taken by fans from around the world that tell the story of the people, places, and things that made Motown the music that inspired a generation. Relive the memories of a time when we were all dancing in the streets and the music of Motown reigned supreme. Reflections of a Love Supreme, Motown Through the Eyes of Fans, is available from Amazon.com. Lately, there's a whining epidemic in our world. People are even whining about whining. Are you sick and tired of listening to everyone whining all the time? So was January Jones, the author of Thou Shall Not Whine, the 11th commandment that reached number one at Amazon.com. Ms. Jones based her book on a survey of the top 10 things that people whine about at all ages and all stages of life. January is a success coach that can tell you how to help others. When you buy Thou Shalt Not Whine, the 11th commandment, you'll find out what people whine about and how to stop them from whining. This is the perfect gift book to give or get for any occasion. Thou Shall Not Wine was voted the best gift to be given anonymously for those special people in your life. Ms. Jones is an internationally known author in the style of Irma Bombeck, specializing in housewife humor with her book being published in Korea and China. You can find Thou Shall Not Wine at Amazon.com. Welcome back to the No Wine Zone with January Jones. We're visiting with RJ and JJ, Rick Jetter and January Jones today. And Rick is the author of a book coming out April 1st called Sutures of the Mind, Unleashing the Power of Mindfulness in 30 Days While Rescuing Your Spirit. Rick. Uh, share with us your writing style. Are you a morning writer? Or how does this uh, writing discipline take place in your life? My wife, uh, my wife, you know, laughs so <laughs> much at how I wrote my dissertation. You know, in uh-huh. 2010, uh-huh. I would go to um, my office as a principal at Spruce Elementary School in North Tonawanda when I was a principal there. And uh-huh. I'd arrive at, I would arrive at January, you know, maybe 1 o'clock in the morning. Oh, my gosh. And, um, <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. yeah. <laughs> I'd get there at 1 a.m., and I would write until 8 a.m., 
And then I would take a nap on my nurse's cot during the summertime when she wasn't mm-hmm. there for about an hour. And then I'd get up mm-hmm. and do my principal thing, you know, during yeah. the summer. So uh-huh. I, I, I would say I'm a morning writer and I would, I would, um, yeah. I still do. I kind of wake up and I feel the juices flowing and, uh, uh-huh. There's no need for an alarm clock. You know, I just throw the thing out the window. And it just makes noise anyway. I think I, I think we're alike. Now, I, I have this thing that happens to me. I'll, I'll be trying to go to sleep, and then I'll get a thought or something will come to me. And rather than try to pretend I'm sleeping, I just get up and go to the computer and, and get it out there. You know, yeah, and, and flush it out, baby. Yeah, I do, and and it's like because if I go to sleep, I could possibly forget it, and it's probably the most brilliant thing I've ever thought of <laughs> <laughs> for for that night when I was writing. I would write. It's interesting. I'm not a night person, but when I was really seriously writing, I would start like at ten at night, and I would write till one, two, three in the morning because. It was quiet. You could feel the energy yeah. of the universe. Then I would just save everything. I wouldn't read it or edit it or do anything. I'd go to bed and sleep till, you know, 10, 11 the next day. And then I would get up and read it. And I would just be like amazed. I, I wondered who wrote it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. It's like a nighttime goblin or something, you know? You're yeah. Just... <laughs> I've got to wait a little later, though. My kids usually don't get to, get to sleep until ten, so yeah, <laughs> I just I just conk out myself and do it in the morning. Yeah, yeah. It's, well, everyone has. I always love asking authors how they, what their process and how how it comes about. And and you you said how many books are you working on? Five or six? I'm doing five new ones right now. Um, two that I'm I'm collaborating with, and three on my own. Uh-huh. Um, and one of them is one of the new three. Uh, one of the new five will be finished uh, within a few months. So, um, mm-hmm. chipping away at it and having fun. Yeah. Now, when you were growing up, were you a, a great reader? No, no. I hated reading books. I would say, you know, mm-hmm. my mom would say, "Why don't you pick up a book?" You know, during the summer. Yeah. Go read something. Nah, I don't want to do that. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I hated to read. Absolutely it- hated it. Did anyone ever say you had writing talent? No, no, nobody <laughs> said I had writing talent. <laughs> no. Okay. There I'm you 0 for go. 2. I'm 0 for 2, January. <laughs> I'm afraid to ask <laughs> the <I> next <laughs> question. <laughs> now, one of the questions that you, you submitted to me so that I could sound brilliant was, what else can you do for people besides writing another book? What else do you have to offer? You know what? I, um, I, it's kind of funny because I think I have a, a, a greater talent in speaking to large groups of people or running mm-hmm. workshops. Um, and, you know, if, if, I were, if I were to look back on my life and think, you know, what would I... What, uh-huh. my contribution, you know, to people? Uh-huh. I would always think, well, it was speaking and working with groups and facilitating and, you know, mm-hmm. figuring out how to, how to best problem solve a situation and using my educational background. It wouldn't be writing books, but it seems <laughs> like I've got, yeah, I mean, it's, like, <laughs> it's, it's back afterwards, you know? Yeah, it goes the other way usually. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I, I, I really, you know, if, if anybody wanted to um, invite me to, to swing by their neighborhood and I can, I can do anything that I can to help them out. I, I love speaking to large groups. I've spoken in front of, you know, 4,000, 5,000 people. Oh, really? Time. Okay. So it's, you it's don't... not an issue at all. Yeah. I don't have stage fright. I was a percussionist growing up and I certainly mm-hmm. don't have stage fright. Um, were you were you kind of like uh, outgoing, like maybe the class clown or something like that? No, not really the class clown, but maybe the maybe the class instigator that might pump up the class clowns. <laughs> um, you know what I mean? It's, it's just we, you know I had a lot of fun and uh, had a lot of friends and very few enemies. Um, you know, nobody wanted to take me out into the courtyard and beat me up or anything. It was well, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I had a great life. I had a great upbringing and a great life, and I always look back on things and, and really, you know, appreciate what I had. Mm-hmm. Now, did you uh, self-publish your books? 
No, I didn't. I didn't self-publish anything. Actually, really, um, I looked into it. You know, thinking, uh-huh. okay, you know, I, I understand maybe the publishing industry might be very difficult. Um, but no, I I wound up just you know submitting proposals to various publishers and uh-huh. um, Twilight Times, which is down in Tennessee, just an amazing small press is you know mm-hmm. going to publish my autistic novel. It's just a great, great publisher. And then Routledge is a big New York City academic title mm-hmm. uh, publisher. And then Motivational Press, I got to tell you, you know, <clears throat> people think, you know, Penguin and um, yeah. Simon and Schuster. And yeah, I got to mm-hmm. tell you, Motivational Press is phenomenal. And I am so glad to be able to, uh, you know, I, I'm going to share this with you and, and the listeners. I've got a contract that has a an option clause to keep things within the family of motivational press and and that's mm-hmm. something that I didn't want to negotiate out of my contract because I really respect motivational press. I think you know Justin is just fabulous in what he does. Yeah. And yeah. um you know I the, agree. the market, yeah, oh, just phenomenal. And uh I even, you know, threw an email to him and I said, "Hey dude, you know, you you really are are doing more than the the big top five yeah. publishers are exactly. Doing. And, uh, uh, uh. Well, you impressive. know, yeah. Well, I've done both ways. I've done self-publishing, and I've done. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. New York publisher, and I agree with you uh, that uh, the New York publishers, you're kind of become the flavor of the month and then they go on to the yeah. next flavor and you know my favorite i and i know you you said that your favorite writer was mark twain well he was the original self-publisher <laughs> indeed, indeed. <laughs> so, right so, out of elmira new york where he would just you know go know. go to press and <laughs> Well, but I, I agree, we're not all Mark Twains, and if yeah. I ever get off my butt and write another book, I certainly will submit it to Motivational Press, because they're awesome, and they are just as awesome as my sponsors, who we're going to hear from right now, Indeed. and when we come back, um, Rick is going to share with us his website information and share with you how he, you can get his books. We'll be right back. Come explore with Clyde McCauley the world of the Little Cuties Let's Pretend books with your little one. Imagine the funny mixed-up emotions of an onion that cries when it's happy and delight in the giant ears that make a little elephant special. Meet the engaging characters who will inspire imagination and build curiosity in your little cutie. This is where the love of learning is born. So discover the world of Little Cuties Let's Pretend today. The first two Little Cuties Let's Pretend titles are at Amazon and StoryNightPress.com. January Jones presents Drs. Ed Fireisen and Bob Ruotolo, co-founders of Motive Creations as sponsors. For those seeking more empowerment and control over their happiness and well-being, you have come to the right spot. MC365 provides the necessary tools and techniques to make your life even more spectacular. Today is the perfect day to start your journey to become happier and healthier. Our mission is to help you achieve yours. Seeking to reduce stress? Start now. Want a better relationship? Start now. Increase your self-esteem? Start now. Do you want more passion in life? Start now. Go to www.motivecreations.com. That's M-O-T-I-V creations.com. Have you ever met someone who was unforgettable? Someone who has touched your heart and soul? People 
who have faced difficult problems, people who have fearlessly shared their stories, their struggles, and their successes, people who have priceless personalities. In my new book, Priceless Personalities, Success Stories Shared by January Jones, I am honored to be able to share with you people dealing with problems such as incest, molestation, child abuse, drug abuse, polygamy, unemployment, scandal, starting over, self-esteem, and workplace issues. My guests have all been exciting, eclectic, and energizing. They will amaze, amuse, and even astonish you. You will adore getting to meet them at Amazon.com. My book is now available, two-for-one, paperback and Kindle editions. Precious Personalities is also available at audiblebooks.com. Today we have a priceless personality visiting with us, and he writes about how sutures within you need to heal regarding experiences in natural life events, such as divorce, death of a loved one, loss of a job, trouble with the law, negative media attention, daily anxiety, or even depressions. You know, terrible events can have a turning point in your life so that you regain your footing and become stronger from these life experiences. You can move from destruction to construction with the advice of Rick's landmark book. I love that, Rick, destruction to construction. That's awesome. <laughs> oh, you know what? I it, Yeah, I memorized that one in my sleep. Everybody loves yeah. that one. It, yeah, it, that, it's that, true. It's true. Well, you know, I think that should be the title for your next book. Yeah, hopefully I don't, uh, I'm not building a Trump Tower or something, you know, with <laughs> <Yeah>. construction there, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, when I was looking at your uh, page at Motivational uh, Press, I knew I was going to love you because your guilty pleasure is Brussels sprouts with uh. lots, of, lots of butter, salt, and pepper, and get, that is my husband's favorite vegetable but you know what we put in it we put the crayon raisins and we mix those oh those are good too yeah yeah okay enough about enough about cooking let's talk about your website and share with my listeners how they can get your books um it would be great if if people wanted you know even if they just swung by rickjetter.com two uh-huh. t's and jetter um not yeah. Derek jeter with a bit you know the famous mm-hmm. baseball player but rickjetter2t's.com and you know if they went to the book section on that on our on my website um they can check out all sorts of stuff and you know what's amazing about sutras of the mind is it really is eye catching with the the cover that yeah, um, motivational press designed. Oh my god! And you know they say don't judge a book by its cover, but I would say the opposite. I would say judge a book by its cover mm-hmm. because I you know I I take a lot of pride in what I wrote, and I think the cover is just phenomenal. You know it just yeah. blows you away when you check it out. It's brilliant, um, and that's something we always really talk about. Neat. We talk about on the show with our, our listeners that because so many are interested in getting a writing career going, and it's so, I think, important to have the cover of your book professionally done because that's the first thing people see. That's their first impression. That's where they make the decision. Don't you agree? Oh, it's a, you know what? It's amazing, and, and it, it just makes you, as an author, it makes you so proud to see these covers, and you think like, oh my God, this thing is wicked cool. <laughs> you know, <laughs> this is just amazing, and it captures everything that I want to say in the book, and, uh, and, and again, it, it goes with the publisher that you feel comfortable with publishing with, and, um, right. and, and how they really, how they understand you. Sure, and and also uh, the other thing you have to have a a fantastic editor because (laughs) oh yeah you do they're the ones that will look at your book objectively they will make it better uh, in that's you know I read some of my books and I I can't when I read it I'm going did I write that or did he write that (laughs) yeah you know January you're absolutely right because I have an English background. And yeah. I will submit manuscripts and chapters and, and get things going, and I'll be like, wow, you know, I never thought of that. These people are on a whole other level than I am. 
just really brilliant, and um, yeah. the editing does make a huge difference. Oh, for sure. Okay, now I want to know about your greatest role model, your best friend, Jeff Levy. Oh, Jeff Levy. Yes. Wow. I, what yeah. about him? <laughs> you know what? This is a guy. This this guy is is phenomenal. He, um, I don't think I've ever seen him in a bad mood since I've known him since uh, grade school. Oh, grade and, school. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We went through the ranks together and and played uh-huh. tennis together. And he he graduated from UB with me, but he graduated in a different degree program and went and mm-hmm. went on to be this enormously huge entity in a technology company in the Buffalo area. And then he came to me one day and he said, Rick, I'm going to quit my job. I'm like, are you out of your mind? What do you mean you're going to quit your job? You're making $100,000. Yeah. You're 24 years yeah. old. You love what you do. And he said, I'm going to be a dentist. Oh <laughs> I said, what the hell, hell are you hell. talking about? You're going to be a dentist. <laughs> He said, I'm going to go be a dentist. And I said, you're out of your mind. And four yeah. years later, he he's took his prerequisites, and he, he's, the, he's the best dentist I've ever met, and he drills my teeth, and I don't feel a thing. He's amazing. Okay. What a best friend. You can't ask for anything more than that. So, so he found his passion. This is the formula for success. You find your passion. You find something you love to do, something that helps other people, which dentistry certainly does. And then it's something that money is not in the equation. It's something yeah. you love doing. And that sounds like what he found, didn't he? He is the, this guy is the real deal. You know, uh-huh. and but uh-huh. what a friend! You know, he'll he'll check up on me when when things are going tough, and mm-hmm. uh, he's always been there. And I, I I couldn't ask for a better best friend. Oh yeah, I'm fi- I'm happy, and I have best friends from grade school too. And I always say old friends are the best friends because they're they've been through it all with you. They they walk the walk, they've talked the Indeed. talk. Indeed. Yeah, and yeah, and they and you have that connection where you can talk about things like I'm going back to my high school reunion in April, and I went to an all girl Catholic school, and these are girls I knew since I was 12 years old. So I mean, <laughs> there you have it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we we have a lot of history, and when we get back together, it's like we're still 12 years old. I love right? it. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I know. We laugh at the same shit over and over again, no matter how old we are, you know. Okay, now, defining success. And you write, you'll be able to look yourself in the mirror without disgust. I agree with that. Live up to helping others, and especially yourself. That's so true. And this is my favorite sentence. You won't be able to take your fancy car to heaven. (laughs) Yeah, you know. Yeah. January, I'll tell you. I mean, you know, you you drive nice cars when you're doing well, and and you know, I don't know. Sometimes more money is more problems, but yeah. Uh, the, the, well, the, you know, the see, greatest thing that I learned January uh-huh. is yes. You know, you, you just your mistakes are bruises, right? Mm-hmm. They're not scars. You're never dead in the eyes of of your mistakes. And, you know, if you just pull yourself up by the bootstraps and and stop the the whining and nonsense and get Mm -hmm. on with your life and do some great things that are going to help people, who cares? Do do what your heart wants to do and cut the Uh, crap, you know? Yeah, that's so true. You know, I'm I'm all right with not taking my fancy Prius car to heaven, but the thing, <laughs> <laughs> but the thing I really want to take to heaven with me is my radio show and my sponsors. So we're going to hear from them right now. <laughs> what is AATH? The Association for Applied and Therapeutic Humor is a nonprofit, member driven international community of humor and laughter professionals and enthusiasts. AATH provides its members the education, cutting edge resources, and supportive community they need to excel in the practice and promotion of healthy humor. AATH welcomes anyone who is interested in learning more about the application and benefits of therapeutic humor. Members include scholars, psychologists, counselors, nurses, social workers, 
physicians, educators, clergy, hospital clowns, and many others who incorporate humor in their life and work. AATH was created to disseminate information about humor and laughter, laughter play and well-being, provide a caring, supportive community of humor professionals and enthusiasts. Check out our AATH at www.aath.org today. Let me ask you a question. Are you still wondering who killed Kennedy? Over 50 years later, the assassination is still a mystery. It is unfinished business for our country. Now, get ready for a theory that you've never heard before, but will make more sense than any other conspiracy theory that you've ever heard in the past. January Jones speaks the unspeakable in her book, Jackie, Ari, and Jack, The Tragic Love Triangle, connecting Jackie and Aristotle Onassis romantically prior to JFK's assassination. Did you know that Ari was Jackie's guest in the White House during the JFK funeral? He was the only non-family member who was invited by Jackie to stay there during the funeral. Aristotle Onassis was one of the wealthiest men in the world, with the means, the motive, and the money to order an assassination that was the perfect crime of the last century. Ari needed class, and Jackie needed cash. They were perfect for each other. Now, what is Camelot? It is but another tragic love triangle. Jackie, Ari, and Jack is available at JanuaryJones.com, Amazon.com, and Audiobooks.com, read by Ms. Jones. January Jones wants you to grow your business fast, getting free PR, doing interviews with podcasters and internet radio shows. Grab your free copy of our audio how-to course called How to Build Your Business, Get More Email Subscribers, and Make More Money Free doing podcast and internet talk radio interviews. Grab your copy right now at realfasttalkradio.com. Again, that website is realfasttalkradio.com. Welcome back to Real Fast January Jones with my guest, Dr. Rick Jetter. He's the author of Sutures of the Mind, Unleashing the Power of Mindfulness in 30 Days While Rescuing Your Spirit. Now, Rick, does a person have to believe in God in order to read your book? You know what? That's a great question. Even though I'm a Christian and there's a slant with devotionals for each of the Mm -hmm. 30 days, one does not necessarily need to believe in God or Jesus to to get you know the the thirty daily themes and and what's meant to to help people grow, especially with mindfulness, which really comes from Buddhist roots. Yes, mm-hmm. yeah, that's interesting because we did a show yesterday on Buddhism with uh, Scott S. Smith, who's one of my co-host sponsors, and we talked about that. And and now. Your secret to success, and you write, it's surrounding myself with positive people. Well, I, I agree with that. Um, but things can get you down, and you kind of forget about that sometimes, don't you? Yeah, and I, I think part of the, the, part of the whole equation is, you know, at what point can you really forgive others uh-huh. in your life? Um, because forgiveness, you know, is a, a form of really the ultimate love. That you can have for people, absolutely, um, absolutely. You, you know, and whether you're a Christian or not, it, you know, it doesn't matter. It can if you can feel forgiveness within your heart and move forward. Mm-hmm. Um, that that really is an, an all-encompassing equation for your success. That's so true, um, and it's, it's hard, hard sometimes. It's you hard, know. January. It's really hard. You know, I'm still <laughs> yeah. I'm still working through those issues today. But I know I'm on the right path, you know, and, that, but, and that's the key. You know, uh, what I love about your, your printout sheet, uh, there's a picture of you, and you're smiling, and I suspect that you may have the same disease that I have, which is called compulsive smiling. You look like a smiler. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think my wife would say I'm a smiler, but well, my, my when I'm in front of a camera, I am. <laughs> yeah, a smiling will get you through a lot of things. Um, you write about goblins, people who are goblins, and they carry constant yeah. misery with them. They're destructive. So what's your answer to those people? Yeah, you know what? They're bloodsuckers, 
and oh, um, yeah. and, okay. and gotcha. <laughs> if if you let them suck the life out of you, mm-hmm. they're gonna suck the life out of you. Mm-hmm. You know, really, January. I mean, they're gonna suck the life out of you. That's their goal on on the planet is to suck the life out of you, and you either move forward and you put them aside, or you forgive them, or you get gobbled up by the goblins. I mean, there's really only two ways to go about it. You either prevail or you don't prevail. And sutras of the mind will help you to feel strong in your sense of those 30, you know, devotional days with themes to help you feel that, you know what, I can get through anything and I can get through anyone and no one is going to slow me down. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, when you talk about the blood suckers, that's, you know, a term I, <laughs> that's an interesting, yeah, that's a very powerful term. So basically, you're talking about the forces of good or evil, aren't you? Well, you know what, it, that's a good question because one would, one would say, okay, do you believe that people are either good or evil? And I don't, I don't think people are really evil, you know, they're born into this mm-hmm. planet and yeah. um, I believe everybody is born good, but... In what yeah. ways do they carry out a, a, I guess, an agenda that's either you know to help people or not help people, and and that's more of the issue. Yeah, yeah, and I think everyone has to discover that from from themselves. Now, what about handling disaster at an early age? You say that's one of your biggest regrets that you weren't able to handle it. Most people aren't at an early age, by the way. You know, that that's a great point, and I think, um, I don't want to say very few parents prepare their children for disaster, but mm-hmm. if I think back at my own childhood and even what I teach my own kids, mm-hmm. sometimes it's very difficult to prepare them proactively for disaster, which is a natural part of life. Mm-hmm. Because you, you kind of wait for experiences to help you teach them that, but mm-hmm. you don't really need to. You know, you should be able to proactively present kids with ideas in their minds that, hey, you know what, if this doesn't go right, this is what you can do. Mm-hmm. Um, or if yeah. this doesn't feel good and this is a way that you feel like you're, you're distraught, here's what you can do. And it's very interesting because in the, um, there have been many articles, even in The Atlantic very recently, Within the past month, there's this huge initiative that's growing with mindfulness in the schools. Mm-hmm. And they're teaching mm-hmm. kids to slow down. They're teaching kids to slow down the chaos of their life. And they're teaching kids to really see what's around them and appreciate it for them mm-hmm. to be able to be successful. Okay, this term, turning tragedy into enjoyment. Elaborate on that one, dear. Well, you're going to make a decision as a human being <clears throat> to either be defeated, right, to be mm-hmm. um, deconstructed or construct yourself and the, the powers that be free to move forward. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a, really only two ways to go, January, and, and, you know, we've talked about that and we know that. You either decide to be destructed or you decide mm-hmm. to construct yourself. And sutras of the mind will keep you flowing strong to know that deconstruction is not an option anymore. Whatever happens mm-hmm. to, to you is no longer an option. That's not the way that you are going to be situated in life. And you need to resituate yourself in life to construct mm-hmm. yourself for greater good and to do what you can to help others. Mm-hmm. Well, I, in my opinion, uh, dear, I think that's the title for your next book. <laughs> well, you gave me two or three more titles. I'm on, you know, yeah. book number seven or eight, and I have, <laughs> I'm I, I trying was, to sleep in a little bit. <laughs> I think you need to go right back to bed, and I want you up at mm-hmm. one in the morning, and I want you writing and report back to me. And I, I've enjoyed having you and sharing you with our listeners. You're terrific. I hope you'll come back again and again. Thank you so much. I, I think you're terrific. Thank you so much. 
to my wonderful listeners. We hope you've enjoyed our show. Even though it wasn't Derek Jeter, it was Rick Jeter, who they possibly are related cousins somewhere down the line. My upcoming guests are all exciting, eclectic, and amazing, just like Rick. You will love to welcome you to our no-whining world when you can sign on to my website. This is the show where you hear inspiring information that will help you to become successful too. We love sharing our stories, our struggles, and especially our secrets for success. Remember my mantra, if you think it, then you can do it. So for now, my very dear, dear friends, stop whining, start smiling, and then you can share our show with everyone you know. And if that doesn't work, then you can start eating chocolate, lots and lots of chocolate. This is January Jones thanking you for joining me today on my journey and reminding you to take care and stay safe as we close with music by Sorrentos. This is Sorrentos, and you're listening to January Jones. We accept the love we think we deserve In my life I've made so many mistakes It's a This is Sorrentos. I hope you enjoyed January Jones' latest episode. We want to thank you for listening to January Jones Sharing Success Stories. Always remember Ms. Jones' personal mantra, if you can think it, you can do it. That's what all of our guests have done with their lives, and so can you. You are the ultimate success coach in your own life. All you need to do will be to start sharing your own story with your family and friends. We hope that our guest stories will encourage you to explore an equation in your future that will combine your creativity, plus connecting with others will enable you to be successful too. Always remember, your passion plus your purpose will equal prosperity as you explore the wonderful world of January Jones.